right, everybody. We're coming back with something strong again. It's going to be something that we're going to keep steady. Every time we have an episode, we're going to come strong. Stronger than the last time. And I'm not even talking about strong muscle-wise like our guest today, Mr. Vance Mueller, who he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger back in his Arnold Schwarzenegger days, stuff like that with his muscles. They were showing him off earlier today. I'm just like, come on, man. But but we're, our episodes are meant to be informative. That's the one main thing that we need. So episode 29, I have one of my close friends on board with us, uh, former Raider. And I'll tell you what, uh, Mr. Vance Mueller, it is a pleasure to have you on our show. I think we're going to name our show after your nickname. Can you tell us everybody what that nickname is? I think you know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) He was given the great name of White Lightning when he was uh, a Raider. And then uh, that carried on. And he's one of the players who I wish I had a chance to play with because of just how good of a person he is. His demeanor is fantastic. I bet he was the absolute perfect teammate. So again, Vance, uh, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Can you tell us how you've been and what you've been up to, young man? Well, it's good to see you, my friend Kenny Shad. It's been a while since we've had a chance to catch up like this. And you can thank Mr. Jerry Robinson for giving me that nickname, White Lightning, by the way. Really? Yeah, he loved to bust my chops at practice, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, he, he was always chasing me around in practice, and so that's why he came up with it. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, we had a really close group of guys when we played, and we're still close to this day. Uh, we had a very special connection with our whole group, and I don't know what it was, but we've really stayed in touch over the years, you know, and uh, so thankful for that time in my life, as I'm sure you are. Uh, what a great experience all that was. And, you know, the Raiders are so big big at keeping the alumni connected and uh, so appreciative of that as well because you know when you're in it you're in it and when you're out you're out and then sometimes it's hard to stay connected so it's really nice that the Raiders have really kind of helped us all be able to sort of stay connected with each other and and with what's going on with the team. You hit it right on the head, man, because normally for any other player with any other team, really, when your days are over with, they close the door, baby. Boom. But not with the Ow. Raiders. No, no. Right. it's something special. And, you know, Vance is, is somebody who um, he just breathes inspiration because of everything he's done in, in his life and all that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm looking at him right now. Are you in your own gym? I am, yeah. That's crazy, man. Hey, you guys have to see this. That's massive. You got your own weights and training gear and equipment and everything, huh? Well, we just finished a boxing class. Um, we do a special a specialty boxing class for people with Parkinson's disease called Rock Steady Boxing. Wow. And it's been proven that boxing is that one thing through intense concentration and um, focused energy uh, and exercise that it helps uh, slow the onset of Parkinson's disease. So uh, wow. it's a really fun class. We do it two days a week. And uh, we did some specialized training to get uh, taught in, in the rock steady method. And uh, we've been doing it for about five years. So yeah, it's pretty fun. Holy, what's the name of your facility? It's called Mueller's Elite Training. Oh, wow. It's perfect. Yeah, we do specialized training. We work with athletes. And uh, uh, because of some of the injuries and things I've been through, I've been specialized in working with rehab people. So uh-huh. after surgery and stuff, when they're done with their PT, I'll, I'll take them on and 
help them through their journey of recovering from their surgeries. Holy smoke. Is that what you learned at your college? Yeah, I studied kinesiology when I was in college and always knew I kind of wanted to go in the fitness business. And so uh, I actually met uh, Steven Stryker, who worked for Icarian Fitness when I was at the Raiders because he put our weight room together at the Raiders. And he played fullback at San Diego State. And so we just kind of hit it off. And he said, hey, what are you going to do? when you're done with football. And I said, well, we want to open a, a family business and get into the fitness industry. And he said, hey, give me a call when you're done. So I did, and I flew down to San Diego, and I met the president of the company, and they helped us lay out our whole first gym and gave us financing and everything to get it off the ground. And it was super cool. Yeah. What? Dude, that's amazing. You didn't catch that, but when I said you study kinesiology at your college, I wanted to say the name of the college, but every time I try to say it, I say it wrong because is it accidental or occidental? Uh, <laughs> it's accidental that you can't say occidental. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, well, that one I did it on purpose, just to mess with you. Um, yeah, I know you did. Yeah, I was, we were t uh, Vance and I were talking, everybody, um, prior to us getting going with the show, and we were talking about Occidental, and it was actually uh, a fantastic visit that I had with my daughter, like, uh, two years ago, and uh, my wife and, and my other daughter, we went there. That was the first college we visited for her, and um, her college visits and stuff was Occidental, and we walk in, gorgeous campus, gorgeous campus. Yeah, you know, it's in a ton of movies and in a ton of commercials because of where it sits. Uh -huh. And in the last few years, they've really kind of changed some of their format in their majors, you know. Now they're really focused on music and music production and television wow. and television production. And so uh, I think they were just voted like one of the top schools in the country in, in television production. Really? It sits there very close to USC and L.A. and Hollywood, so It's right? close to Burbank and Universal Studios and Hollywood. So, hmm. yeah, it's a good fit. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, we were talking about that. Uh, you ran track and you played football there. I did, yeah. I ran uh, all four years and played football all four years there. Ah, shoot. Uh, what position? <laughs> he was a running back, guys. He was a running back. White Lightning. You can't be not a running back with, with a name like White Lightning. That's that, oh, that you get the ball and you hit the afterburners and you just blow through the line and just score nothing but touchdowns to get a name like White Lightning. So, yeah, he's a Well, you know, I, I happened to play uh, with some guys who are pretty good football players. You might have heard of a Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson. What? So, uh, I was real happy just when I got to see the field in general. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you were. Uh, so, you, but you set the stage at Occidental as far as like the sitting the preview to to the world what was going to be coming the raiders shoot they draft you in the fourth round that that means something right there brother well you know we uh we had a lot of success with our football program there and uh you know we went undefeated three years in a row so we got a lot of attention and uh and then i ran track and then i won the nationals in the long jump and our four by one won the nationals so we were in the paper a lot there and the Rams and the Raiders were right down the street. So, you know, we, we got got to draw a little bit of attention to the college because of the success that we had with our teams, really. You know, we had some really good teams during that time. That is fantastic. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that where Obama went? 
Yeah, he went there for two years, and then he went to Columbia after that. Holy uh, sounds like Occidental is, is one of the world's biggest hidden gems and secrets out there, huh? Well, you know what? That whole Skyhack conference has a lot of really great schools in it, and Occidental's been part of that history for a long time. And, uh, you know, I really didn't know much about the college. Uh, a friend of mine was going there from my town of Jackson, where I grew up, and uh, his father was our high school principal. And he said, you know, if you want to run track and play football, you should go take a look at the school. And so I went down and it just seemed like a good fit, you know. Oh, perfect. Perfect. A lot of history there, too. Oh, man, a lot. Well, they, hey, you know, I, I had a really good time and we we had a really good time as far as like we saw nothing but a bunch of peaceful students walking around the campus. We what we were hoping to be able to do was uh, meet with the coach there. I think that would have sealed the deal. But we through um, just the timing didn't work out right quick where we weren't able to sit down with the coach. But I think uh, say it's. My daughter, Sayas, would have had a really good time, you know, running for Occidental. But, you know, uh, maybe my second form might uh, take over for uh, her Uncle Vance. Yeah, there you go. It's not, <laughs> not too late yet. <laughs> well, but hey, tell me about this. I, I read that you were made after the alumnus of the year, and uh, a lot of it was because of they stopped the football program, but you, you put together a group to get that going again. How did that go down? Well, we had a... We had a season where we dropped football because our numbers got too low. We just had some bad luck where we had just a rash of injuries. Yeah. So we ended up dropping the half end of a season. Oh, wow. And then after that, they were concerned that we weren't going to be able to put a team together and they didn't want to fund a program if they didn't think that it was going to be successful. So yeah. the alumni... And yeah, I, I did receive an award for that, but it was a group of many of us. And I, because I think of being a, a pro football player, obviously got to sort of be the face of the campaign, but there is a lot of really important people, including one of my best friends in the world, the, my best friend, Jeff Goldstein, who was fullback there when I was tailback at Occidental. Wow. Uh, he was instrumental along with Phil Anton and just several other people who were heavily involved. And, you know, we put a committee together. We met with the president, the administration. Then they put a, a panel together that included alumni and professors. And yeah, we did okay. a big three-day roundtable on why we should continue wow. the program. And, and in the end, they voted to do it. And the alumni agreed to contribute. And we went out and we raised some money and, and we kept it going. And then uh, we added two additional years and we had kind of a four year agreement with the college. And then our president retired and then a new group came in and then COVID hit and then they dropped the program. So, you know, uh, obviously it's been a real kind of bitter taste for everybody. We felt like we didn't didn't get to finish what we started uh, guys these guys went deep and they raised over a million dollars for the calls uh so yeah i mean i i think you guys have a right to be a little bit bitter and um and but hopefully so as it stands right now there is no football right now no football right now um the current president who came from stanford um yeah. you know he said he was opening to keep it <clears throat> keep the discussion open about the return of football but now he's going to retire at the end of this oh. school year. So we'll have to see what happens when the new president and, you know, and the new board comes in. But I'm a firm believer, like mm -hmm. all things, if the top person wants it, then it'll happen. Yeah. If the top person okay. isn't on board, it won't happen. So, yeah. you know, you really need 
a, a president to come in and a board to come in who sort of understands that yeah. sports like music or drama or anything, it's the same type of extracurricular activity. You apply your skills where, where you're passionate and they all have value. And yeah. so, you know, hopefully that down the road and to me, you know, one of Oxy's big mission is equity, inclusion and diversity. And to me, there is no sport that brings that to the table like football does, because you have the football players, you have cheerleaders, you have dance, you have the band, you have homecoming, which brings the school, the community, everybody together. So nothing unites and brings the campus together to me like the sport of football does, because then you also have clubs who are operating the snack bar and operating the little gift shop. Uh, where they're selling souvenirs at the game. So everybody gets to come together and benefit from it. And you have the largest number of players on a football team, like a track team. Mm -hmm. And so you have the biggest chance to bring all the equity, inclusion, and diversity together and learn how to work as a group. So, man, I can only hope that they'll reevaluate it and think about bringing it back. Holy smokes, man. You... (laughs) Uh, what are the chances of you think you becoming number one head coach there or and then also <laughs> president there? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> but, man, I sure uh, I'm passionate about it. I'd, I'd like to see it come back and I'd like to do whatever I can to help it. I'll tell you what, man, to me, I think you you represent the perfect representative of college sports being, you know, transitioning over to uh, pro sports. And your personality and attitude hasn't changed from one to the other. And you're very sincere about helping youth. Guys, I remember a year or two back, I was one of the assistant coaches for track. And we were running in a track meet that was out there in the Sacramento area or Jackson area where, um, you know, Vance was. Out in in Sacramento and Stockton. It was Stockton. Okay, yeah. That I yeah. couldn't remember exactly where it was because once you once you cross out in that area, every team you face is freaking really, really good, man. It doesn't matter. I mean, the, the, because they got coaches like Vance who they don't just they don't just give them a workout and just leave it at that. No, they educate. Let's sit down and talk about your workouts and what it's going to do for you and then how to get better very patient. They always have this uh, smile and this uh, stern look, though, at the same time on their face. And at this track meet, one of our girls was struggling a little bit, I think, with the uh, long jump, her long jump technique. And Vance, even though he's the coach of the opposition, and in my eyes, the enemy at that time, comes over and says, hey, (laughs) Coach Shed, she needs to work on a little bit more and arch up instead of this way. And he I'm just like, well, okay. And then we brought the girl over there. He took her through some demos and stuff. And I think she she jumped about a foot further strictly because of how uh, uh, Coach Vance taught her. And to me, that's what it's all about. You know, it, it, it was something else. Like, that's what I said when I wished that I was a, I got a chance to be a teammate of, of Vance's because he gives it all for his team and teammates. And uh, there's nothing better than that. So Vance, I really think that that you're, you're going to get your goal of getting football back at Osadono because uh, you have that desire in that heart that won't stop, brother. You know, we're going to definitely keep putting a bug in their ear about it for sure. We're not going to let it just fade away. Shoot. Hey, so um, do you have any 
crazy stories? I mean, like, because you never played anywhere else, right? Just L.A.? Yeah, just for the Raiders, yep. Yeah. Uh, is it true about the story with uh, <clears throat> Mr. Davis having to um, help one of the guys out who got a hit put on his head, you know, by reaching out to Suge Knight? <laughs> The music producer down in L.A.? What's wrong with you, man? You lost your mind. <laughs> you don't remember that story? Uh, I do remember that story, but, you know, I, okay. I hold that with a grain of salt. <laughs> okay, you're right, you're right. So, <clears throat> Mr. Vance, you've always been a politically correct individual, which is great. Um, you, I'll come back to that question about uh, Suge Knight, and maybe I'll just share this. No, 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 wait. I don't expect, I, I wasn't there, and I'm sure you weren't there, and it's just one of those things where, you know, rumors start, but it comes with being in L.A. There was so many, like, mystical stories that I'm sure uh, were floating around during that time in L.A., you know, and I've spoken with lots of players who were down in L.A., and you'd see, like, movie stars just showing up at practices and stuff. And Oh, no, it, that part is all true. I mean, it was great. We had lots and lots of you know, people, Arnold and uh, Arnold. a lot of the rappers, MC Hammer and, you know, yeah. NWA and all those guys would come to the to the football games. And uh, it was great. And at that time, you know, rap and hip hop was exploding. And so the music and the scene in L.A. with all that was so fun. And it was all happening at the Coliseum all the time. Really? That, that was really to be around so those guys would have these hardcore gangster rap songs but they were really like all about fun love and like getting the family together and just chill out with the people too right they weren't really like these thuggish people you would think right compton like i've always heard is like a suburb man not like it's portrayed in these rap songs right well, I mean, I think like anything, there are always the areas where it is hardcore like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just more of an image thing than it was a reality. I mean, yeah. you know, the guys that we saw, I mean, they loved the Raiders. They loved football. They loved that whole scene. And they would just get together and they had the cool cars and the music. And it was more about coming together than it was, you know, I'm going to go out and shoot somebody. Thank you. You know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, brother. And I don't, I can't say if I would have enjoyed LA so much just because of, I'm just, I'm always, I gotta see for myself. I'm one of those guys where I gotta see for myself. Like, I would literally drive to Compton to see because NWA was by far my favorite rap group and they keep bringing up Compton. I would like to be able to go to Compton and see for myself, but a knucklehead like me would time it wrong and I'd go in there. And I'm like, in the wrong spot at the wrong time. And next thing you know, I'm running for my life. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, I remember this funny story, Vance, was because uh, you were talking about the movie stars. So there's a commercial that Ronnie Lott did when, um, when he was in L.A. And it wasn't, it had nothing to do with anything. Ronnie's on a, a motorcycle, right? <laughs> He's standing up on top of this hill. And all of a sudden, these two bad guys come rolling up on their motorcycles, and they attack him. And he what? takes his helmet off. Yeah. And he does, like, some kung fu move, and he flips him over the bike. <laughs> and everybody's like, he, he's supposed to be some kung fu star, and although he knows nothing about it. And the funny wow. thing about that whole thing is that nobody knew anything about it until Boomer Sison 
found that. He thought it was well hidden, like in the chest way, way back in the days. And he played it with the Jets. On um, one day, we had like this meeting. All of a sudden, yeah. there, there's this video on it. It shows Ronnie Lott right up in his motorcycle. <laughs> you should oh have seen Ronnie's face. He's, his face was like, oh my God, they found How it. How did they find that? <laughs> So is it like one of those ones where he was doing like something in Japan or something like that for a <laughs> was, product over there? Yeah, yeah. And, oh and, my and, gosh. And, and part of it, I think that it was a spoof though too. And yeah. and I think Ronnie was supposed to, you know, I mean, he she, shoot, he's an all pro football player, but in LA, they wanted you to be a movie star too. So, uh, you know. It, it, he, everybody laughed and we had a really good time on it and stuff. So I was always wondering how many people on the team would, would turn and transition to be movie stars. I'm sure you could have been too, right? Uh, I doubt that I could have been, but, uh, you know, Howie did it. Yeah, that's uh, right. Howie did a couple movies. Yeah. And, that uh, all started then, huh? Yeah. And uh, we had older Raider players who all got into the movies, like Matuzak and... Yeah. Uh, Matuzak. So we had a few guys, and I think uh, oh, oh, um, Ben and uh, Davidson was Davidson. in a Conan movie. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't know that. That's one of the best movies ever, and have you, you've seen it, obviously, right? Well, obviously. Yeah, how mind-blowing is it to see that you played with a guy who went on to do a really good job in this film, too, like that, and played a key role in, in Conan's movie? Well, I tell you what, one thing that you know about so many of the guys, and especially the Hall of Famers. Uh-huh. Uh, so many of those Hall of Famers, I mean, they're Hall of Famers in life. And when you meet them and you just understand the type of people that are, and you have no doubt that they'll be successful at whatever they put their mind to just because of the way mm. they conduct themselves, you know? That's fantastic. And you had a chance to see these people uh, up close and personal, front row seats and stuff. I mean... You too, brother. <laughs> I Well... I did, yeah, I did, but wasn't during the Super Bowl days, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel so fortunate to, you know, have played when Al would come to practice every day and get to talk with him one-on-one, -on -one and, oh, and we had some great conversations, and oh. have so many Hall of Famers from Mike Haynes and, you know, Jim Plunkett and Howie and Tim Brown and Marcus Allen. I mean, Bo Jackson, it's just incredible uh, the amount of people. Willie Brown, you know, yeah. wow. Art Shell. I mean, a lot. it just goes on it goes and on. on huh? And so, so fortunate, James Lofton. Yeah. Oh, uh, to be out of all that you know and james is an amazing person man i love james we always talk track and field and he yeah. stayed in incredible shape and uh so is willie uh, willie galt man he uh he'll run it a 4-4 if you put him to the test really he's as fast as advertised huh oh no doubt well that everybody always asks me like uh you know i mean you played eight years and a you know four years with raiders and stuff like that you must have been pretty good i'm just like well you know, I didn't catch the ball very well. And, you know, I mean, I wasn't the best route runner at all. But, man, I could run. <laughs> yeah, that helps. It, it, it definitely helps. And that was the Raider way. And, um, you know, Mr. Davis would just would turn you into ball players, And he did the exact same thing with me. And so when you, it means a lot when you say these conversations you would have. You would look forward to those conversations with Mr. Davis, huh? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you would always come out of there feeling like, wow, there's so much more I need to learn, that's for sure. Wow. I mean, it was just always impressive, his knowledge of the game, but 
knowledge of things in life. I mean, we talk about books yeah. and, and all kinds of stuff. It is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so if you hear me like, so Vance, man, how, tell me some greatest stories. It's because that those are stories that just mean a lot. And, you know, how are you feeling about the team now? What do you think uh, might be they might be missing right now? Um, I mean, I think if you look at the team, you just feel like there's no chemistry. You know, you, you kind of, and they just seem a little out of sync. Yeah. And so, you know, you always talk about culture, like what's our culture there? Yeah. And, you know, if you look at the team right now, I don't know what our culture is. And, uh, you know, it's hard to say because you're not at practice every day what goes on. So I don't know if it has to do with just adjusting to Vegas and the new way of doing things and all that. And, you know, having a head coach and then Gruden gets fired and then bringing in a coach and, yeah. You know, I just think uh, they're still trying to find their feet a little bit. You're right. You're right. You throw all that together, and just it's just hard. It's hard in general to work in the NFL nowadays. And I want to add, I don't know if you believe in, in the conspiracy theory, but like, everybody knows I do. I complain about the rest all the time. You know, I remember Vince watching a game with the Raiders where one of the guys, I think they were playing Cincinnati, and the dude called a very critical first down pass for the Bengals. He caught the ball and he hit the ground, right? Yeah. Owen touched him and he jumps up and he spikes the ball because he's happy he got he got a first down. Um, forgot that he's not in college anymore. So yep. he's running back, he's walking back to the huddle, like, okay, let's get our first down and go from here. It's a live ball. The Raiders defenders, they see that, they swipe up the freaking ball, and then they run it, and now they're like midfield down on the other side. And now that they got that, all they really had to do, the offense had to do was run out the clock and then they would win, right? Yep. Guess what happened? <laughs> the refs congregated, they met up, and they said that this Bengals player... Play was, was dead. Yeah, they said it was an illegal forward pass that he what? threw. Yes. <laughs> and that meant that the ball was dead at the spot of where he threw it, and it was a first down for the Bengals going forward. They ended up kicking the game when the field goes shortly after that, Vance. You know what? I think I remember that. And I'm like, what just happened? That was mind-blowing. What just happened, right? So yeah. I think, think you're right on it, the chemistry, everything. And I also think that there's a lot of players that they bring in who are from other programs, like the, like the Patriots, where they didn't have to worry about that. The refs were giving them all kinds of first downs and like the tuck rule and all that stuff went in the Patriots' favor. Now these guys are here with the Raiders and they're probably in shock. Like, wait a minute, where did that fall come from? Like a ghost tripping call or ghost holding call. And they're in shock. Like, because you have to figure out a way to combat that, meaning no mistakes, no whatever. And then you'd have to have team leaders, including your coaches and stuff, to remind them the refs are going to do everything they can to take this game from us. Please lock in. And, you know, until the Raiders accept that, they're going to they're gonna struggle. So I, I don't know. I think it's a combination of all this that we've been talking about that just makes it very hard for that team to overcome right now, you know? Yeah, you know, when you take a look, you say it's not like we haven't had talent because we've had talent. Great. And some of the guys that we've let go, they're all starting for other teams. So you know we've had talent. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you look at it and you say, is it our draft process? Is it our coaching? And is it our administration? What is it? 
Yeah. And um, I think, you know, until you get stability in a program where you have a coach who's there for a long period of time and you, and you put a system down, mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of felt like we were on that road with uh, Del Rio. Um, I felt like Jack had done a good job to really bring that culture yeah. right away sort of back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and then we let let him go. And, uh, you know, John comes in and obviously John, the legend right off the bat, and there was a certain thing. And then mm-hmm. did such a good job. We kind of thought that he was going to stay the coach. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, and then they bring in Josh and you think, okay, well now we got a, a young talented mind and hopefully he brings the right staff in, but just been bringing a lot of players in, but we really haven't had a lot of stability uh, at all the different positions, you know, it's great to get Devonte, but you got to have that guy under center, and you got to have the good old line. And yep, you know, I feel like we've been so close, but for whatever reason, we haven't quite crossed over that line yet. And uh, so I, I, you know, I pull for him, and I just want him to be successful, and I really hope that they get it figured out. And uh, you know, that was a tough loss on Sunday, Chicago. And uh, I got punched. That was another oh. example where you felt like, wow, our defense is playing great. We had a three interception game. Then we had a two interception game, and we looked like we're scoring some points. And, uh, and then Jimmy G gets hurt, and then we go in there, and uh, you know we just didn't play our best. And that was tough, man. I really thought that we were gonna make that a much better ball game. You agreed. Uh, I mean, come on now, they were one and five. You know. They're playing a backup quarterback, and so are we. But, you know, we're coming off some wins, and I'm thinking we got a chance to put three in a row in there. And I didn't get to see the game, so I don't really know what happened. But uh, I turned on the radio, and it was like 21 to 6. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, I'm a big team leader guy, Vance. And I didn't see offensively that the team leaders on the offensive side stepped up uh, in the way that probably they should have. You know, they should have been yelling at each other. You know, I mean, I, they're, even the smallest guy who you don't really associate having the biggest mouth, they should have been like, wait a minute, guys. Like you just said, you just laid out right, man. Back-to-back games, we got the momentum going. We got to come out swinging. After the first series, it was they were flat. Then the second series, uh, you know, our, our starting runner back just lets the ball go right through his hands and it bounces off his hands. And then the defender gets it for interception, just killed the drive. <laughs> you can't oh, let man. that stuff happen. I mean, these guys are getting paid way too much money. And like I said, I mean, back in the days when, like, I was playing with uh, Gannon, if Gannon would have had that happen back in those days, somebody's face was getting yanked by the face mask by Gannon. <laughs> and he was not playing at all. And then that was going to spark something. So, I don't know. The team leaders are going to have to start stepping up a little bit because, I mean, there's only so much a coach can do, you know, and, and Vance, I, I like how you said it. The stability thing is very key. A lot of people don't know when uh, Belichick was a coach for Cleveland. I was with the Bears at the time and we played in a, like a scrimmage. That's, you know, they were like our scrimmage team that we we yeah. for the whole week and then we played them in the preseason game or whatever. But Cleveland was so bad at that time they did an article on on Belichick, and they put his head on top of a skunk's body. And they said, this guy stinks. <laughs> and so he ended up getting fired about a year later from Cleveland. Then he goes to, or then he goes to um, the Patriots, and everybody knows what happens there. So he was given a chance, like you said, to make things stable. And six Super Bowls after that, I mean, end of the story. So 
well, you know, hopefully we'll get it figured out and, uh, you know, we'll see if Josh is the guy or if they go in a different direction, you know, I, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but right. I, I have to think that they're all scratching their heads right now going, okay, guys, we've got a lot of football left. So let's get this thing together, man. And let's finish on a strong note here. I love it. Hey, well, as we wrap up, I have two questions for you. You ready? <laughs> the first question is, you have this awesome Golden Knights hat for hockey on, and they, Golden Knights obviously won the Stanley Cup this year. Last year, didn't I see you with a Colorado Avalanche hat on, and Colorado won the Stanley Cup last year? What's going on here, brother? I can guarantee you, you've never in your life seen me with the Colorado Avalanche hat on. And this hat is yeah. four years old. This Seriously? hat is four, four years old. Oh, so you're tried and true, huh? Well, you know, I've been a hockey fan for a long time. I love the L.A. Kings because when we were there, we used to go to a lot of the hockey games. and It was really fun. Awesome. And, uh, you know, when we moved to Vegas, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to go to the Knights. And their first year, they went to the Stanley Cup, their first year in Vegas. Amen. So I said, okay, I'm on board. And uh, and I think their owner predicted in six years we would win the Cup. And boom. And then boom, they won the Cup. And, uh, you know, there's nothing like playoff hockey. When you watch playoff hockey, those guys are flying around. And the thing that's so incredible Mm -hmm. about hockey to me Mm-hmm. is the way they just get in the fisticuffs and go after each other. Yeah. But when every series is over, the greatest tradition in sports, they skate, they shake hands, and mm-hmm. you know what? Hey, it was that's what we do when we're competing because we're all competitors, but when it's over, hey, let's go have a beer. And oh, hey, great fight. That was awesome. Nice job. You know what I mean? I right. love the way hockey players do that. And you know, I think you're seeing that more in football. You know, when when I played, we didn't go up and hug the guys from the other team after games, whether win or lose. It was like, okay, hey, great, we'll see you next year, you know, yeah. or we'll see you in Denver. Yeah, when we even score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like there's a lot more of that kind of commiserating with, with other players, uh, and I don't know if it's just me or maybe I never paid attention to it before, but it seems like they do it more than uh, they did in our era. Um, and so are you kind of saying, saying that that's a good thing or, uh, your, your vote's not in just yet because I don't, I'm like more on the whole side of like, I like this maybe later on when we see each other, like a Super Bowl gathering or whatever and all that stuff after, you know, battling each other all year, then we could be friends. I'm not necessarily like, let's sit and talk and like exchange jerseys and stuff after the game. I'm not, I'm kind of old school like that. Just I'm not, yeah, I mean, I'm right. not really into it like when you're in the season. Because exactly. in the season, man, you're in competition mode. And it's not like a hockey game where you played a series and now it's over and so then that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so you can do that. Yeah. But like, you know, exactly. they're playing in the middle of the season and I guarantee you that after an Avalanche Predators game, or Predators and Knights game, they're not hugging when the game is over. They're like, we're going to see you in three nights, and man, I'm going to knock your teeth out. <laughs> That's the way it should be. Yeah, you but not when the series is over. When the series is over, yeah. And, you know, it, it's gentlemanly, you know, and it, there's something cool about that, that, hey, we're competitors when we're in it, 
And then when it's over, you know, we're we're moving on. Dude, I, I'm on your side on that one, brother. That's why you and I get along so well. And you just reminded me uh, when I, because I played with a guy named Marvin Marshall, and we were actually on the same teams in the World League together. We were both out of the league for a year, and we were trying to get latched back on with the NFL team, and we spent a whole season together out in Barcelona, just like brothers. We were receivers together. Uh, we hung out together, all that stuff. And all our receiver group really got close. And, you know, and so after the season was over with, I got signed by the Raiders, and he went to his team, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so during the season, we played each other, and I was on special teams, and he was returning the kickoff. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, he came, he tried to go left, and then he cut back. He cut right back into me, and I tackled him. And he's like, nice tackle, Kenny. And without Vance, without even me even thinking anything, I got up and I pushed his head down to the ground. <laughs> and I got up and I tried it off. He's like, Kenny! And I didn't even look back, nothing. It was just, I was in a different zone because we totally. weren't teammates. We weren't homies or anything anymore. We, he was trying to take a win from us. Yeah. Man, that's, right now. That's the Raider way, man. Raider We're way. Right Maybe now. that's what this like, team's hey. missing, bro. Maybe that's I'll, what I'll this team's missing. I'll talk to you in, in March. In March. I love it. <laughs> hey, so on the last note, all right, so this has been a running gag for years now, me and you. Remember our story when we were when me and you went, we did a promo for the Raiders out in Reno, right? And we both uh, so we're so we're so close. We both drove our vehicles up there. It's only like two hours or so um, for a Special Olympics. Yeah, for the Special Olympics, it was a fantastic yep. occasion, guys. And I asked Vince Vance, I'm sorry, all the time. Um, I'm driving out there, and I got pulled over <laughs> by one of those <laughs> Yes, you uh, did. Yeah. So Vince. Come on, man. You gotta tell me the truth on this one. So, so guys, we're both driving up there. My what do you call it? My uh, registration tags didn't come in just yet, so I had like old tags on my car. But I had this this Raider alumni license plate, you know, frame around my rear uh, license plate. So I'm thinking, okay, all right, cool. You know, it's all good. I'm driving up there towards Reno, where it's like Raider Nation anyway. So I see this state trooper way behind me, right? There's all kinds of cars, like, equal to me here and there and all of this. And I'm not going anywhere with it other than the fact that just for some reason, this this trooper sped up, moved left, moved back, moved left again, and then got behind my car. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, shoot. And he pulls me over. So, I mean, I'm thinking he sees the Raider uh, alumni frame and all that stuff, and, you know, he's just going to... So hey, uh, your 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 tags are expired. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'll I'll get it. I'll get to take care of no problem. He's like, hey, you going up to Reno in a bit or something? I'm like, yeah, I got this, this, and this. And he was just going to give me five or all that stuff and like, oh, take care, have fun. No, this dude gave me a ticket, everything, <laughs> and just I try to say, hey, thanks, officer, and I try to give him five. And that, no, I'm sorry, I don't shake hands. And then he walks off. I'm like, damn, that was kind of ice cold. So I'm all upset. I drive up there. I get to Reno and I see Vance and stuff like that. He's like, man, why are you all bummed? I'm like, man, this dude just pulled me over and gave me a ticket. So, <laughs> and you guys, hey Vance, I got I to gotta describe you. Vance is this highly chiseled, very model-looking, good-looking dude with blonde hair, blue eyes, and stuff like that. You know, just this great, wicked smile. So I'm telling Vance this story, and he's kind of upset for me, right? Um, 
And then I'm just like, man, what do you think he pulled me over for? Why would he even give me a ticket? He's like, I don't know. But all I know is I had a state trooper drive by me and he saw my Raider alumni uh, frame on the back. And he waved and he's like, go Raiders and spit off. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, you're, you're effing with me. He's like, no, Kenny, seriously. I'm just like, every, so every time I see Vance from that point on, this is like two, three years ago, he always says, yeah, that really happened. Vance, please, for my sanity and for the sanity of all my listeners out there, bro, please tell me the truth. Is this a true story? Uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. I was actually driving right by you when that guy pulled you over. And I went by at about 105 in my car. And I'm like, man, I can't believe Kenny's getting pulled over. And then the next guy went up, they had a little speed trap. So there's another guy right out in front of me. I'm going like 90. And he comes up next to me and he's like, hey, you're halfway to go. I wouldn't have thought of it any other way, bro. You are awesome, man. Oh, my God, poor Kenny Shad. I can't believe he's getting pulled over, but maybe he'll learn to pay his registration next time. There there, there you go. Or or let somebody else who has blonde hair and blue eyes drive. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't even have license plate on my car. I only have the Raider oh, alumni frame. You, you stop, man. Stop. <laughs> See why I love you, brother. I, oh, I, bring man. The, you bring the humor, and and I know it's all in good spirits, man. And I just I'm gonna keep that joke going for a while too, because that was like a special day to even be there I, with you. Anyway, I couldn't even believe it because we were both going to an event, and the Raiders were like the ticket. Then everybody was yeah. so psyched yeah. about the. This guy was hating. Crazy. This guy was hating, but um. Yeah, he's a Niner fan, clearly. <laughs> clearly. But I'm going to make it my mission, brother, uh, to uh, spread the word about the Raider Nation because there's, a, there's something very, very special about this organization. And then so for me, having someone who's a representative and an ambassador of the Raider Nation uh, right now in Vance Mueller, it means a lot for me. Uh, it means a lot uh, to my listeners and people who support K-Shed Uncuffed. Slowly but surely, we're going we're gonna to change things. We're going to have uh, the, the Raiders, the young Raiders back, and we're going to show them how to do things. And this is how you do it. You know, this is how we give back. And we show support for the current team. So, Vance, thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, can you tell me right quick before you leave, what are Bohemian squats again? Not Bohemian, Bulgarian split squats. Okay, what are those things? It's an alternating leg, single leg squat where one leg is elevated and one's on the ground and you hold weights and you do a single leg squat. And uh, it's a great quad developer, good for your core, uh, great exercise, very difficult, bad on the knees if you got bad knees. Dude, you are crazy. <laughs> well, listen, man, we, we want our Raiders to do well, so we got to keep rooting for them, we got to pick them up. Uh, we want to see these young guys figure it out. So we got to keep supporting them. And let's see uh, if they can get that thing turned around. I got you, brother. I'm going to follow your lead, okay? Uh, keep smiling, and I'll talk to you soon, okay, Vance? Hey, I love you, brother, as always. Thanks for talking with me. It's great to see you. Say hi to your family. I will. And uh, hopefully I'll see you at a game this year. Sounds like a plan. K-Shed, out. Bingo.